Hey, it's Mike. Um, it was a small technical glitch. Most of my audio track was lost, so I added myself in here and there where I could remember. Edited around the conversation. I think it should still be a good show. Here's the theme music. Enjoy. <laughs> to Return to Oz Minute, where the podcast that Monday through Friday analyzes one minute of the 1985 film, Return to Oz. I'm one of your hosts, Tierney Steele. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Welcome. <laughs> oh, man, it's great to be here. Uh, I love guesting on podcasts that talk about movies that are completely beyond the purview of my show, which is mostly about superhero <laughs> movies. And this is one of my favorites, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Now, I'm excited to talk about one of your favorite movies, but hold the phone. Okay. We've pretty much established that Dorothy Gale is definitely a superhero. And she even has some of that conflicted, like, is she using her heroics for good or evil that we've talked about? So, she could totally hold her own with the Avengers. Okay, I mean, I appreciate that. I've got some notes later on that talk about Dorothy's appearances in comic books. Uh, so we okay. can we can we can address her potential as a superhero as well. But <laughs> uh, I, I mean, over Excellent. on my show, we we have a, a loosely defined set of poorly defined heroics, and and uh, <laughs> that that we we kind of use as a tongue in cheek guideline to figure out who is and isn't a superhero. And and so uh, we can go down the checklist with Dorothy. So uh, a colorful costume? Well, uh, not really. I guess she's she's in this one. She's oh. kind of done colored. Uh, um, maybe in the original um fights crime sure okay she killed a witch uh has magic powers depending on what she's wearing um and a secret identity well not really hmm oh that's true she is very definitely dorothy gale from kansas it is established about seven billion times in each movie (laughs) yeah but you know what what's interesting about that is that she's kind of a reverse superman if you think about it because she was rocketed from her home in kansas to a distant planet uh, and crash landed there instead of the reverse of that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so uh, there's something to it. Yeah. I, Mike, were you going to say something in her defense or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say Dorothy has superpowers through an enhancement in the shoes. Uh, you know, she goes by Dorothy Gale, but we never hear, uh, not Romanov, but uh, the Olsen, the third Olsen doesn't go by Scarlet Witch. She goes by her name. Tony Stark is both, but, we but know. she's but definitely we know. not. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely getting there. That, that's the the trend in superheroes that uh, towards realism and uh, and the idea that wow, this is you know no one would call themselves the Scarlet Witch in real life. That's just that's just kids stuff. This is a very serious movie. So <laughs> ugh, ugh. we don't do serious movies. We do amazing. 80s kids fantasy movies here yes uh today we're going to talk about minute 78 of return to oz which starts with dorothy whispering goodbye to belina and it ends with dorothy winding tiktok's thinking and pointing out something that has bugged us since we were introduced to tiktok uh Mm. but we'll get there uh first i would like to thank disney for explaining to confused little tyranny that yes belina is hiding in jack's head on purpose because they know she would be in trouble and this is this is like some pretty sneaky stuff yeah uh it is and it's kind of some sleight of hand and as a kid uh, it might be a little hard to follow like this part it's it's spectacular enough that i think as a kid i i didn't really 
care how she ended up there or or the progression from here to <laughs> where this is going but you know it does make sense when you pick it apart yeah the um mike had uncovered in the script that they did originally have a scene where like what are we gonna do with belina you know kind yeah. of not exactly telling you but a little bit more of a hint and i was like probably could have used that but that's all right it's it's all come together and i love her little like side eye when she says goodbye and then looks away and then looks back at belina i don't know if she's looking at the gnome king or something else but it's it's purposeful hiding <laughs> yes yeah, we find out uh they made a lot of revisions between the last version of the script and the and the shooting script uh from 84 to 85 and it really just maybe sometimes you could have used a little explanation but if there was a simpler way, they just went with it. Uh, the one thing that doesn't really make sense is this may fool the audience, but shouldn't the rock creatures, you know, the gnomes that can take the form of any rock and they're spying throughout the movie, shouldn't they have seen the Bellina switch? No. Like, while they were in rock form spying? That just seems, I don't know, minute by minute, a little, uh, little sneaky for Dorothy's team. <laughs> Well, I was... discussed this. This is the worst security system ever. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. The faces and rocks security system is not a uh, not a reliable one. Well, and then the gnome king's like, "What was that noise?" He's like, "I, I don't know." It's like, "Go check." <laughs> Come on, yeah, you want to you want to find that out? It's kind of important here. This is my gnome headquarters. Yeah, I just I had some questions about you know their department of security in the snow in this mountain but yeah this is they're getting away with it and you know what that's great because i love belina so this is fine with me <laughs> yeah we'll allow it <laughs> um and then we get one of the most upsetting cuts <laughs> and they're gonna keep doing it to me because it's mean um suddenly there's a giant and very nicely made tunnel apparently Indeed. I don't know if this is something you would know about from the books i was trying to remember because i know in the books they talk about the multiple lands like yeah. oz is just one of them and actually in the book this is this what this is all taking place in the land of ev not oz but disney changed it it's much simpler this way so that's fine whoa that was some very dramatic music and it was almost as jarring as when they cut to mombi abusing wheelers in this tunnel <laughs> man and you know the the tunnel is in the book i think uh at some point the the gnomes tunnel into the emerald city or or something like that there's definitely a book with hmm. a tunnel um okay so presumably that's this but you know you're right that it's jarring because it reminds us that mombi exists <laughs> <laughs> and at this point you were able to kind of calm down you're like okay 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 they got away it's everything is fine and then suddenly we're back to mombi we're like no no it's mommy again and she's so frantic like the gnome king is scary but it's because everything is so measured and quiet. Yeah. And like he's using his grown up logic to best the kid logic and oh, that you know logic. no good is gonna come of that. But Mombi is screaming and has a whip and the whole nine yards. So. Oh Mombi. Like I, I'm sure you've talked a lot about Mombi, but there there are a few things the eighties was a time in kids' movies where things were terrifying. Like there there were often <laughs> things put into movies even cartoons anything that there there was like one thing that was going to scar every kid that watched this and <laughs> on top of that pile if you piled up everything in the 80s that was going to scar a kid in a movie mombi is king of this pile and 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 she's played by jean marsh um 
amazingly. And and then she went on to play Bav Morda in Willow just two years later. Did you talk about that at all? We definitely mentioned that, but I'm not as familiar with Willow. So if yeah. you have any background, please go ahead. Well, I'm one of the two people that really loves Willow. And in, in that, <laughs> she's also playing a witch, a character whose sole motivation is to kill a baby. Like she, she's just really good at at playing the most vicious evil witches that you can imagine, and and Mombi is just even in this scene where she's just whipping wheelers, and the wheelers are are the second most terrifying thing in this movie, and you're still terrified mm. of her. No, yeah. no, we're getting some wheeler sympathy because this is, you know, I I kind of wish I had bugged the Indiana Jones guys because I had forgotten that a whip was involved, but yeah, she's screaming, she's whipping, she's traveling on her chariot or. Is it a chariot? I think she's standing up. I think it's um, a chariot. Through this tunnel. I assume this is a tunnel that goes between the Emerald City and the Gnome King's Mountain under the Deadly Desert. Yeah. That It's gotta be. Like, that's what makes sense. But, um, which... Which? It makes me wonder why she sent the wheelers after the flying sofa above ground to, like, couldn't she just have headed them off? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not where this tunnel comes out. But did she did she I know just, that they were going to the Gnome King's Mountain, or did she just think they were escaping? She knew they were escaping, and she was worried about them reaching the Gnome King. Yeah, like she she could have thought they were flying off to Id or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who knows? I dropped Id on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something that's really never made sense. Uh, you know, of all of Mombi's actions. The wheelers have a very limited range and a limited kind of, I guess, environment they can exist in. And flying isn't one of those things. Yeah. And as we saw, the roads are garbage. And there's the deadly desert. <laughs> maybe she thought that the a... gump. Maybe she thought the gump was none too aerodynamic and was probably going to come apart before they reached the, the deadly desert. And so, whenever they crashed down, the wheelers could go wheel them to death. <laughs> We've had a lot of discussion of what the wheeler's threat actually entails, other than scaring small children with their masks. They're they're not very um, agile, shall we say? No, uh, they're not. They're, they're they're kind of the elemental terror that you feel at a showing of Cirque du Soleil. Yes, thank you. Why is that a thing that people think they should take their kids to? It's yeah. terrible. It's the, anyway, the existential um, dread. Sorry of if French you're a Canadian huge fan clowns. of the circus. Yeah. <laughs> nope. 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 Um, we can cut off of that because it's. I mean, it's a beautiful tunnel. It's, it's lovely, and it's like maintained. Apparently, I mean, this is impressive. Well, when uh, you're when you're made oh, yeah. of stone, I imagine you're a very good stonemason. But it like the lamps are burning in it. The whole nine yards. Are are they burning? Yeah, definitely burning torches. Uh, unlike um, Mombi's Palace proper, which has not been maintained or swept or dusted in ages, uh, this tunnel, who knows how often she visits the Gnome King, is perfect. That might just be out of cruelness. <laughs> oh. But now, is it is it fire? Because later on we see that the gnomes are, are actually using magma, magma rocks and, and things like that, the way we would use fire. It looks. I'm looking at like around seconds 12, 13, 14. Those look like flames. Okay. They look like open. I mean, yeah, they look like torches in the wall. Like like an explorer would take one off out of that bracket and go explore the pyramid or whatever. Right. 
Um, this makes a lot of sense because I'm looking at second 17 of this minute and those are definitely like torches in the brackets. Those are flames. And I was trying to think like, oh, maybe there's a way it's like feeding underneath and the fire's coming out. But no, like that again, that's something that Indiana Jones or Brendan Fraser could grab and go exploring. Um, but it also is kind of implied that this is the, you know, she didn't just set out, but this is on the beginning of the journey. So yeah. I will definitely keep an eye out and see if maybe as she continues, does it change in the background at all? Because this is very, you know, the you can see it's bricks in the walls and there's a, um, oh God, what's the stone that goes in the top of the arch that holds everything together? I'm failing art history 101. But um, Keystone, this, this looks human built. Or well, some and, variation of human. <laughs> and we know for a fact that Oz is very brick positive because they are, <laughs> are, have famously one road with yellow bricks in. So maybe this is Ozian technology that we are seeing here. And, and for some reason in the past, yeah. uh, the, the Lords of Oz wanted to get to the Gnome King's Mountain for, I don't know, I guess to take their emeralds. Maybe this is where they took the emeralds from. Yeah. Yeah. And then that way she and the wheelers just have to maintain it yeah. with the torches and that's it. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye on that and see if as she continues on this journey, if it gets less and less elaborate as the gnomes take over, where you would expect the rocks to be more naturalistic. And like you said, maybe the, um, you know, the, the lighting coming not from torches. This, this is going to be great, guys. <laughs> um, this is just making it so much better because I hate that cut so much. Even when I know it's coming, I jump. It's it's terrifying, yeah. It's so loud. I mean, they did that on purpose. That's the whole point of it, but still. Um, but we go back to the um, the room where they're waiting while Jack makes his guesses, and we get a whole discussion of how Jack Pumpkinhead is not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. You know, TikTok's uh, uh, ThinkWorks are getting wound up here, I think. But TikTok's DisWorks appear to be very tightly wound, as he is throwing some serious <laughs> shade at Jack. In his dry military style here. It's such a backhanded compliment because he, he does first of all, he's like, Jack has many excellent qualities. I yeah. really had to stop myself from doing the pause. Uh, but then he goes, but thinking is not one of them. <laughs> and Dorothy agrees. Dorothy is like, yeah, you're right. He's an idiot. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's too bad. I, but I mean, you know, what's interesting about this as well, uh, just him saying this is, this whole scene, this movie, but this whole scene is a who's who of 80s fantasy because mm. uh, you've got Gene Marsh, who was Bav Morda and Willow as Mombi. You've got Jack uh, just left, performed by Brian Henson, who just a year later mm -hmm. was going to be Hoggle in, in Labyrinth and is, of course, Jim Henson's uh, son. Uh, yeah. And, of course, Fruza Balk, who's going to uh, go on to be in The Craft with Nicole Williamson sitting in the background. Merlin himself as, uh, as the Gnome King. <laughs> And, and in the middle of all that, you got little TikTok here who's cooler than all of them. Our Admiral. <laughs> I, I love TikTok oh, so bad. Have, have you talked about how TikTok was performed at all? Yeah, we were talking about like this. Well, we had this huge debate because, um, oh, God, how do you pronounce his last name? The the mic that's in the suit um, upside down and backwards. Yeah, exactly. Um, we were talking about him and then like, Tim Rose, what we, we were trying to figure out, we're like, okay, so we have someone who does the voice, someone who's in the suit, and then we're thinking Tim Rose does, like, when there's a close-up on the face and all the mustache movement and stuff, that probably that was him? 
Yeah, that um, would have been a, it, its own entire puppet, yeah. That's what we're thinking, but we have no way of, like, confirming unless unless Walter Mersch, like, listened to this podcast and calls us and is like, yep, you got it. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Sunden, that's what it is. Man, um, he, he probably still has a crick in his back from performing this, but it's so great because he, he just doesn't move like a person. He moves like a TikTok mm-hmm. would move, this entire thing. <laughs> Uh, it's so great, and I love we don't we don't get to see much walking around, but we will. I love the way he walks in. There was one time where I think I forget if it was he was turning or something. There was something where I caught in the background of a scene he blatantly almost loses his balance. He doesn't, yeah. but there's just enough of an extra flair that I'm like, that wasn't on purpose. I refuse to believe that that was on purpose. I think he started to lose his belts and recovered it in time. Yeah, when when they enter Mombi's palace, he he comes in the door and then turns. That's probably it because it's a long take where he yeah. easily could have just toppled right over. And then he meets his nemesis, Stairs. <laughs> oh, he did oh, a no. good job, guys. Uh, he did a good job. No, I just... I made myself excited because I said, okay, you know, because Tim Rose, Admiral Akbar, um, where's yeah. the Royal Navy of Oz? I want to meet that guy. <laughs> the Royal Navy. He's just a boat with a face. It'd be amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Bonnie McBoat face lives. <laughs> I, I was so excited when I saw this because, um, you know, I, I really wanted there to be TikTok minutes uh, when I, I came mm-hmm. on the show, if I got to come on the show. And TikTok is is just one of my favorite characters of all time, and uh, and and especially from this movie, and 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 he's one of the the first robots in fiction as well, uh, which puts him in an interesting place. There's a line here. Uh, Dorothy says, uh, "Too bad they didn't make you so you could wind yourself up." And, that uh, was my thing. Yeah, and and they the they they she's talking about is Smith and Tinker, who are are inventors mm-hmm. from Ev. Have you talked about them at all? We talked about them a little bit with his warranty. Now, the warranty in the book is much more elaborate than what she gets here. Yes. It's been many years since I read the book, but but there's a lot more to this. And I, I was under the impression that him not being able to wind himself up is kind of a failsafe on, on TikTok, right? That's what we were debating because uh, we've, we've had a whole, like, the debate on TikTok's usefulness and timelines and lastingness uh and how often he has to be wound and how much he has to be wound and when that is good and when that is bad so that is nice to know that there is something that says like no they did that on purpose they didn't screw up i think so yeah there's a lot in in the books and and in subsequent books that deals with the logistics of tiktok's works but uh Hmm. But that was my impression. I don't know if I read that or if I just kind of headcanoned it into into TikTok. <laughs> There's more TikTok to love if you read the books is what I'm taking away from this conversation. Um, right before. So Jack makes a guess and it's wrong because we hear the thunder again. And I absolutely love, I mean, I hate, but the Gnome King is in the background just sipping his coffee like a basic. Uh, <laughs> and then points out that... <laughs> because uh, she's like maybe he'll uh, some, get lucky and he doesn't <laughs> it, it's like some lichen spice latte going on in the back oh yeah oh yeah it's just the way he's holding it. it even looks like it's the right shape for that cup that i was like you know what you know what this reminds me of <laughs> um yeah hey, we know dorothy leaves at the end of october so it's psl season oz too um it's 
it's helping distract me from the preparing for war scenes, which are what always make me cry at movies. I don't like, because as soon as Jack makes that wrong, she's like, maybe he'll get lucky. You know, you never know. It's not like, you know, yeah, she's agreeing that Jack isn't smart, but she's like, that doesn't mean he's got no chance. I mean, everyone's got a chance with doing this. And then he she's- immediately guesses wrong. And she's like, all right, let's get you ready to go. <laughs> She's, uh, yeah, she's she's putting a sunny face on Jack, to be sure. <laughs> but, yeah, she's making no bones about it. She's like, yeah, no, you're gonna go. <laughs> like, that's, oh, God, I hate it. It's always so sad. But, yeah, she, she offers to wind up his thinking, which he's worried about. Um, and, yeah, she has that line, which has brought us so much agita, debating how TikTok works. So, yeah. he's... Yeah. I've got some notes on that go. for the next minute, but it's it's okay. really fascinating to think on 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 why he has the particular gears he does and and how this works in general. And the fact that speech apparently involves some motion of the head, but not his action, which is below the neck. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I would love to talk more TikTok. Did anyone else have any notes for this particular minute? Um, I thought it was. I, I'm sure you talked about the books a, little, a bit, but. Um, it seems that this uh, is is mostly a conglomeration of the marvelous land of Oz and Ozma of Oz, and and mm-hmm. most of the if I can remember because I read these books I think with my mom when I was very very young, so I don't remember a lot of it. But um, you know, Mombi, Jack, uh, Gump, and Ozma are all from those books. But like it's it's notable because not only do we introduce the first robot, but I think uh, it's also the first book to have a trans protagonist in in terms of Ozma. I don't know if you've talked about Ozma's secret identity. We at all. haven't talked about Ozma yet, other than finding out her name, because we haven't. Yeah. Um, and in this movie, we literally know nothing about her at this point. Uh, Mombi has said her name and has said, no one even remembers who you are, but that's all we've got. She's trapped in a mirror at Mombi's. That's, that's all that we know so far about her. Yeah, and you've probably got uh, some suspicions about the girl back in the sanitarium at this point, but um, but that's about I it. I don't know what you're talking about. Those two things are definitely not related. You've just <laughs> forgotten about her? <laughs> she helped us escape. Yeah, she helped us escape. She gave us a creepy pumpkin to comb. Yeah, well, that, that girl's insignificant. Everyone gives out pumpkins for people to comb non-existent hair on i'm sorry that still bothers me that's still bothers the pumpkin me. does uh, the the combing of the it makes no sense why would that be a thing you've never you've <laughs> never combed a pumpkin before just to pass the time apparently i had a deprived childhood <laughs> i guess so hey don't knock it till you tried it <laughs> oh man um mike how are you i'm good on my notes so Ooh. okay so once again, this is where we get the weirdness of Oz. Um, it's described as, uh, let's see, Sound of Wheelers again. Only now they have locked and contorted themselves into some kind of infernal living chariot upon which rides Mombi, robe stream- streaming behind her. And of course, she beats the Wheelers with her stick. So like Wheeler Voltron, maybe? What? Whoa. Yeah. They've kind of combined to make a chariot that uh, made what? a wheeler. What psycho metal prop is this? Yikes! And by metal, I mean like the music genre. Like that should be on this final. Oh, I got no. it. Oh, yeah. It's bad enough they're the horses. 
I don't even want to touch those guys. I don't care that I'm an evil witch employing them. I Maybe just like uh -huh. a cane. She's on top of them. Maybe she's slamming it down like a cane. I think Transformers was an apt uh, description, though, because, and, you know, I know everybody loves Transformers now, but the cartoon was a lot more stupid than you remember. And there's a whole episode <laughs> where I think Megatron takes a bunch of good guys and just rebuilds them so that they turn into a throne so he can sit somewhere. And that's... that's. Did George R. R. Martin write that episode? <laughs> Yeah, Sounds vaguely familiar. Yep, it's Game of Robots, and, and they just kind of sit on this throne. So that's what's going on here. Mombi is recombining wheelers as a grotesque chariot. Yuck. It would only have been worth it if we had actually been able to see the stick, which has been mentioned once and never again. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, there are some choices made. I, I also haven't read the books in forever. I don't even remember which of the sequels I read, but I have the graphic novel, the Scotty Young, uh, Ozma of Oz, which okay. I reread when I was like, get ready to do this. That got me pumped and reminded me of a lot of things that I had not remembered from the books. That I was like, whoa, that's right. Disney did made that, some changes. <laughs> did that include like her, her bizarre origin in the books and Jack and all that stuff? Uh, yeah, Jack, not so much. Um, okay. Jack actually I remember barely in Ozma of Oz. Like, as as a kid who love Jack <laughs> yeah I don't want to get too much into Ozma because obviously we're not we're not there yet but yeah, yeah. um but as a kid Ozma and and her you know uh, I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything here if you want to read the books but her <laughs> her relationship to tip the main character from Marvelous Land of Oz or, or which uh was was really mind-blowing to me uh as a kid and and Jack's place and all of that. So uh, the the Oz books are really crazy progressive and and beyond their time really even now. But yeah, later on in the books, I remember in Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, they go to the center of the world and the wizard cuts a man in half. <laughs> it's these, these, are, these are the books where books. the tin man became the tin man by removing like a limb at a time. So Whoa. I guess we shouldn't be too shocked. <laughs> exactly. TikTok is really the most friendly vanilla kind of character in all these guys. Because he's the best. He's the best. I love TikTok <laughs> so much. Oh, well, you're going to come back and talk with us more about TikTok, right? Oh, please let me come back and talk about TikTok. Yes! Okay, good, 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 good. Just making sure. <laughs> um, do you want... Actually, uh, let Andrew, let me give you a chance to uh, plug your podcast and anything you're uh, promoting these days. Yeah, well, uh, I'm one of the hosts of the No Time for Heroics podcast. We talk about superhero movies and some not-so-superhero movies, and... <laughs> uh, we actually just did a really fun episode where we got to watch the Superman musical um, from the 70s and 60s, which most people don't know exists or wish they didn't. What? And yeah, there you go. A musical highlighted by uh, Superman deciding that really he should kill himself by flinging himself off a bridge. It's a very strange watch that you should all try to find. It's on YouTube. Oh, my. <laughs> um, don't. Don't excellent that. That's t no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it really was not good. There you go. That's nice. Yes. <laughs> Another kind of musical that came out of the seventies. Uh, that's on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know why those all ended up there. I still haven't seen the Star Wars musical. I've seen the the lyrics, but that doesn't really give you the flavor of it. Um, and then there are tons and tons and tons of other movies by minutes podcasts and they're wonderful. And if there's a movie you like, there might be a podcast of it and you should listen to it and join their Facebook group and talk about it and enjoy. Um, and if that 
for you, that's this movie. Check us out on returntoosminute.com. That's got links to all our stuff. And so we'll be hanging out there and we'll be back tomorrow with more of Return to Oz. In the meantime, we og. Peog. Peog. Peog.